Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Unfiltered for Tuesday, May 28th, 2019. Rapper Meek Mill says he is going to sue the Las Vegas casino, the Cosmopolitan Hotel, saying they are racist as hell after they turn him away. And they haven't explained exactly why. Other rappers are saying y'all won't see any of us unless y'all deal with this problem. We will fully explain. In Baltimore, the police department is taking heat for calling a young people, calling young people criminals on social media. Well, first of all, it's the idiotic fraternal order police, but we know how they actually respond. Also, newly available body cam video shows a young man in San Antonio, Texas, murdered at home by a police officer. Folks, this is stunning video. The brother was at his house. The cop came with a flashlight looking through his door. And when the brother says, man, what are y'all doing? Shots ring out, killing him. This cop should be indicted for murder. The Senator Bernie Sanders know what's best for African-American children when it comes to education. We'll talk about his thoughts about charter schools and also what lessons Robert Smith taught Morehouse graduates and others about giving back. Also, Lonnie Bunch has a new job with the Smithsonian. We'll break it down. And the first black woman wins at cons. Folks, we've got a packed show. Moral day is over. Y'all had barbecue, y'all have had parties. Now it's time for us to bring the funk. A roll of Martin Unfiltered. Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the fine. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. Best believe he's knowing. Putting it down from sports to news to politics. With entertainment just for kicks, he's rolling. Cameras play a huge role when it comes to documenting racism. That was the case when Meek Mill tried to get into the Cosmopolitan Casino in Las Vegas. Then this happened. I respect that, but it, I, How I, can I you tell me I'm going to be locked so up on trespassing? So here's the deal. Yeah. We're a private property. Yes. At this time, with the information we have, we're refusing to do business with you. We have the right to do that. But, right? I, but what hold information? Hold on, hold on. So if I but no, no, but not refusing to do business with me. Listen, you were telling me I'll be arrested if no, I don't leave. If no, I walk upstairs and get something to eat, I'm going to be arrested for what? What we just said was. For being a rapper? For what? We officially trespassed. For what, though? But what did you officially protest me for? For what? How? So, sir, sir, who do we get? The details from because so yeah. say no more. We like out. Said, Let's say no more. Yeah, man. Vice president, yeah. vice president, will, will send me that video. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get you that information. Yeah. You don't even have you don't know that information. Yeah. Making that Stand decision. So yeah, can you get no, that? Yeah. No, 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 stop, guys. I, I'm not accusing you of doing it's anything, cool. man. Right, can we, we just ask no, you what they Everyone's trying to chip in and put their two cents in, right? So again, I wasn't there. I don't know. This is way bigger than me. Obviously, you're somebody. Can you stop recording me? No, 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 absolutely not. Okay. This so, is... actually, go ahead, record me. That's fine. As yeah, a can, we, can we, can we, can we, can we figure out this property? I hereby warn you that you're trespassing on this property. But listen up. As defined by the battery by statute 207.200, if you don't leave the premises immediately, you will be subject to arrest for a misdemeanor. For what? 
Your subsequent return to these premises after being duly warned uh, of the for what? Arrested for what? Do you understand this? Again. Now, the attorney for Meat Mill is demanding an apology from the Cosmopolitan. Other rappers have weighed in. Go to my iPad, please. Uh, 50 Cent posted this. Damn, boy, they wouldn't let Meek in. Ha, ha, ha. I know he was tight. They filed for that. I won't stay at the Cosmo until this is resolved. Uh, also, I'm going to pull up uh, T.I. He also uh, had something to say about this as well. Uh, again, what you're, what you're seeing is many of these, uh, this is the video. T.I., this is America. We're being black around hateful redneck. Police can kill you. Actually, this is the, actually there's, a, there's another video. Uh, let me pull up. Uh, here it is here. This was this was his. He says, Cosmopolitan, please explain. Uh, hashtag us or else. More than uh, 6,000 comments uh, there as well. Our panel right now uh, joining us, Malik Abdu, Vice President, Black Conservative Federation. Uh, also, Kelly Bethea, Communication Strategist, as well as Dr. Jason Nichols, African American Studies, University of Maryland. Folks, real, this his was strange here. So they tell Meek Mill, based on information that we have, but they don't say what the information is. He was going to, it was about 3.30 in the afternoon, he was going to a party there. Uh, that a DJ uh, was actually uh, uh, holding. But for you to t say you're trespassing, but you don't tell somebody why they're trespassing makes no sense. That's why you have uh, discrimination laws. Right. I mean, it, it really doesn't make sense. I mean, I think we, we clearly see that there's a racial motivation here. And, and I think... You know, Meek Mill is good to put this out there. This is one of the great things about having cameras. Everybody has a camera and on Of course, yeah, the guy said, can you, can you stop recording? Hell no. no. Of course not. You know what I mean? He has every right to record that. And, you know, that interaction uh, needed to be seen. And, you know, not just rappers, but regular people need not to visit black or white if you see this kind of discrimination happening at a business. We need not uh, support those businesses. And, uh, you know, the Cosmopolitan is... is you know, just the next in a, in a long line of businesses that have engaged in these practices. Even in Washington, D.C., they try to ban black people without saying they're banning black people. They'll ban T-shirts. They'll ban sneakers. They'll ban other things, trying to keep African-American people out. We need to uh, stand up, and, and certainly some of the allies, people who say they're allies, need not to support those businesses either. Kelly, if you're, if you're cosmopolitan, I mean, obviously... First of all, Vegas is known for a variety of reasons that folks have been caught cheating or if mm -hmm. they've torn up hotels, stuff along those lines. Uh, but I would think if you're going to send somebody out there, you might want to tell somebody why you're being banned. No, absolutely. And from the looks of the video, it didn't even look like he knew why he was out there in the first place. It looked like he was trying to, like, make things up on the fly to, like, justify uh, Make Mill not being able to come in. Um, but it's absolutely ridiculous. I, I still, just from the looks of the video itself, there's no cause for it. Because now, this is, now, this is funny here. This is um, what the hotels told NBC News. Quote, uh, it related to a matter of security, not race. And any reports citing otherwise are false. Quote, we pride ourselves on providing an inclusive environment with zero tolerance for discrimination. Under different circumstances, Meek Mill will be welcome to the resort, but not at the compromise of his personal safety and the safety of our guests. That still doesn't now, make any sense. Now, now, now it says, yeah. it says now check this out. So again, according to the hotel, this is NBC. So Henry, go to my iPad, I'm reading here. According to the hotel, the party had reached capacity as dictated by city fire marshals and prior to Mill's arrival, 
police had been called on site to manage a larger than usual venue crowd. When it was contacted in advance of Mills' arrival, security staff clarified that he would not be granted access because of capacity issues in accordance with both club and resort policy, the hotel said, adding that this was reiterated to Mill when he arrived. Big Mill refused to depart property and was then informed that any continued attempt would result in trespassing. Henry, go play the video again. I want y'all to actually hear what they told Meek Mill. Listen closely. I respect that, but it, I, I... How can I you tell me I'm going to be locked so up for trespassing? Hold on, hold on, so here's the deal. Yeah. We're a private property. Yes. At this time, with the information we have, we're refusing to do business with you. We have the right to do that. But, right? I, but so what information? Hold on, hold on. So if I but no, no, but not refusing to do business with me. Listen, you telling me I'll be arrested if no, I don't leave. No, if no, I walk upstairs and get something to eat, I'm going to be arrested for what? What we just said was... For being a rapper? For what? We officially trespassed For what, though? All right. He said, based upon the information that we have right now, <laughs> you'll be trespassing. <clears throat> okay, press play. But well, what did you officially protest me for? For what? How? Sir, sir, yes. who do we get the details from? Because so yeah. we'll Say no more. We out. Said, Say no more. Our vice president, our vice president will, will Send me that video. Yeah. We'll get you that information. Yeah. You don't even have you don't that information that you're Stand making that decision? Sure. Yeah, can you get no, that? Yeah. No, 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 stop. Guys, relax, relax. I, I'm not accusing you of doing it's anything, cool. man. Right, can we, we just asked no, you what they Everyone's trying to chip in and put their two cents in, right? So, again, I wasn't there. I don't know. This is way bigger than me. Obviously, you're somebody. Can you stop recording me? No, 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 absolutely not. Okay. This so, is... actually, go ahead, record me. That's fine. As yeah, a can we, can we, can we, can we figure out? property, I hereby warn you that you're trespassing on this Come back to me. But listen up. Okay, this is real simple. If it was a cr crowding issue, you say it. Right. But to say, based upon the information that we've received about you, really, Malik? Really? Yeah, it's clear that there was an obvious communication breakdown from what, whoever made the decision that he wasn't allowed to the guys there trying to defend it. I mean, it's pretty clear either they did not know or they didn't want to be honest. Whatever the backstory is, I don't know. I imagine it probably has a bit more to do with... Well, I imagine it has more to do with, it, it has less to do with, with race than we're assuming. I mean, the, Co the Cosmo is pretty, a popular hotel. I was just there and the Migos were playing there um, at the hotel. So it's not like they, they don't have a history of allowing black people into no, the no, 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 But, but, an, but in this particular right. place, it may, it may have more to do with the industry in which he's well, a part well, of than yeah, race but, itself. But, but there's an intersection of race and and some of the other things. Sure, that, but that but but I think it's, say, it's not I, just but plainly. It's not, nobody's saying that it's plainly. Oh, you don't. You know, you're you're not. You're darker than a paper bag. No one's saying that. Right. But certainly there is an element of race if we're talking about the fact that he has. You know, say he has a criminal record, or people have heard rumors about him, or he's a rapper, or whatever it is that uh, led to him being barred. From that hotel, with him not doing anything for whatever reason, you know, they allow people who've been jailed, but then races and else. Here's a piece that we have that people have to understand, and I'm sure there's somebody who's saying, "Oh, why y'all making a big deal because of Meek Mill?" No, it's because we have numerous examples of African Americans who who go to bars, mm -hmm. who go to restaurants, right. who go to clubs, and are denied entrance. 
uh, folks who at the door will make up rules. Oh, mm -hmm. you have to be dressed a certain way. Bouncing. Then they yep. go, uh, but that white person right there oh, has yeah. tennis shoes on. Oh, absolutely. And it's these arbitrary uh, uh, decisions. Mm -hmm. If you are a hotel, and if it's a security issue, you say it. Well, you, you you don't start reading the code, the the yeah, the, the code, the code really and if you trespass, right. you'll be charged with a misdemeanor. What if he was wrong about the code? What if he was just saying that off the top of his head? The guy we said it's way bigger than me. Yeah, but that, you know? that's my point about the whole communication breakdown breakdown. What if it weren't Meek Mill? It was some other rapper. There, they should have. No, 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 but, but, no, but, no, no, but, no, but I'm trying to broaden this because it's not just rappers. No, it's what not. I'm saying yeah. is there are African Americans who have had to deal with this, whether it is hotels, whether it is bars, whether it is restaurants, in a, in a variety of ways. And we have to we have to deal with the fact that you have individuals who are white who own places. I know of restaurants where they've said, "Oh no, it's too many black people." <laughs> I know of restaurants where they closed down. Because they said, uh, I'm sorry, the clientele is just too black. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree with you. There's nothing to dispute about that. But specifically with this video, just the excuse that they gave in the press release to NBC, that just makes no sense. Because if it's a security issue, Meek Mill had security. So what are you talking about in terms of security? If it's regarding... They didn't say it was his... For his safety. For his, that, that was my thing. I was just like, he's surrounded by wait, security guards. Wait, wait, wait. Guards. He's got security... Y'all got security. He's, the, he's in the safest spot. Just saying. He's in the safest spot he could possibly I, be in in Las Vegas. But also yeah. the fact that he was invited to this event by DJ Mustard. Like, he's expected to be there. So for the hotel to come down and say, you're trespass, trespassing on what ground? And this is also why you shoot the video. Because they're, what they told NBC News, Totally different than, than what, what you actually say. heard right. mm -hmm. on that video, uh, which is why which is why video is so important because folks again lie. And well, speaking of video, folks talked about lying. No, I'm gonna go to what happened in San Antonio. I'm gonna go to this right now. I was uh, in Houston over the weekend. Had two nieces who graduated, and I saw this video. And first of all, I'm warning you in advance because it could be a trigger to someone who's watching this. Okay, so let me set this set this up for you. Literally, a cop is peering inside of a home with his flashlight, okay? You're gonna hear the homeowner, okay, come to the door. The homeowner ends up dead. 18-year-old Charles Chop Roundtree, okay? Took place in San Antonio. The video, video was released on Thursday. Police officer Steve Casanova was the one who fired the shots. Now, according to a statement given by Taylor Singleton, one of the witnesses, Casanova says, What's up, man, without identifying himself as an officer? Singleton, at that point, uh, uh, Stoke got to confront Casanova, but none of them knew he was an officer at the time. The guy, folks, folks, follow me. The guy sitting in his house, some dude walks up with a flashlight and is shining a flashlight through the door. At no point does he say, San Antonio Police Department, we got a call, who's here? So I'm warning you in advance, turn away if you need to right now. This is what happened. What's up, man? Hey, who the Hey, it was your What's up,
fing dog out of here. What you see? What you see? Hey, he had a fing gun. There he pulled it out. Okay, you hear, first of all, now I'm going to play it again because I want you to, first of all, you see, see what you, you so you can see what, what happened. Then I want you to hear what the cop says at the end, which you know what that was all about. I feared for my life. Now, we're seeing him approaching the door. Now, let's dissect it again, okay? And I'll tell you all to stop, stop it. Play it again. Stop. Now, this part of the video, he is approaching the door. He has a flashlight out. At no point do you hear him identifying himself as a San Antonio Police Department officer. Press play. Stop, stop. You hear him knock on the door. You still have not heard him say, San Antonio Police Department. You hear Charles Roundtree, who hears his knock, sees a light. What's up, man? Press play. He fires into the house. Door is still closed. It's a screen door. Cop then says, shots fired. Press play. Watch out, motor the way. He had a fucking gun and he pulled it out on me. He's in his house. He has every right to do that. As a native Texan, the law in Texas says you can protect your property. If somebody is stealing your car in your driveway in Texas, you could come out of your home with your gun, shoot them in your driveway because you're, you are protecting your property. This guy sees a flashlight coming through his door. You, he, he hears somebody pulling on the door. If I'm in a house and I got a gun, okay, and I can't wait to hear Dana Lash and Grant Stinchfield, all you NRA Colin Noir, all y'all people who want black folks to have guns. Mm -hmm. Okay, now first of all, we don't know if Roundtree actually had a gun. Yeah, I didn't but can't even, even if he did have a gun, he's sitting in his house. I hear somebody come to my door. I'm going to grab my gun. Say, man, who is this? And you immediately fire shots into a, a door? Yeah, this is, we, we, we've seen this before. We've talked about it here before. You would think by this point there would be no more stories and that we've exhausted the conversation, but clearly that's not the case. Not as long as you're know. trigger happy cops. Well, absolutely, right. you know, and, and within the time that I actually complete this sentence, Tamir Rice was dead. The, the officers arrived on the scene and Tamir Rice was dead. So we've seen this before, you know, hopefully, you know, whatever the investigation leads, you know, there is no reason that some, someone should be killed by someone who's outside of their house. I mean, because it, it seems like that's exactly what happened here. Um, there is no excuse for this. I hope that there is an investigation just like there were with, in the case with the Dallas um, um, cop who 
who showed up at the guy's door. And, I hope oh, no, the no, who, who thought like that. Well, I no, thought, right. I thought that was wasn't in that case. Oh, I thought they actually finally charged her. They, they the waited one, for her to get okay. her story together. Right. Okay. You know, they, they waited and, and let her, you know, conjure up and get her stuff out of her apartment. That was a terrible investigation. And hopefully, you know, I think what Roland said is the big point here. I live in liberal blue Maryland. Mm. You come shining a light right. in, into my house and say, what's up, man? There might be somebody in the doorway with a gun. Right. I'm going to keep it yeah. real with you. Well, that's to, yeah. You know, I have kids in my home, and I'm, I'm not sure what Roundtree, you know, friends, family, mother, people he was trying to protect or just protect himself. Protecting himself. Right. Um, he had every right. Like, if he did have a gun. Now, now mind you, mind you, everybody's, listen, here's the deal. This took place in October. Oh. Wow. Oh, wow. The body cam oh. footage, was, footage was just released. Wow. Uh, the oh. family, they filed a civil lawsuit against the city and the officer saying he was not properly trained. Um, and uh, what was crazy about this, again, the cop says that uh, another gentleman in the house, Devontae Snowden, was reaching for a gun. Now, Snowden was actually, uh, he was shot, he recovered, and he was charged with being a felon in possession of a firearm. Mm. Uh, the shooting took place on October 17th, uh, but the family says that uh, they were in the home just simply uh, talking, listening to music. Police say the house was well known uh, to sell drugs, but... The police report said the officer found a wooden door partially open and two people inside, one of whom opened the door. Snowden's arrest affidavit says the door, which had been ajar, opened when Casanova knocked. And then Casanova said Snowden immediately was, was he, I love this here, was immediately hostile towards him, asking, who the F are you? Okay, if, if I'm inside my house and it's a flashlight and you, I don't know who you are, right. that's probably what I'm going to say. Exactly. Right. Who are you? And I'm coming to the According door. to police, Snowden reached for the gun in his waistband before Casanova shot him, fearing for his life. Uh, a bullet struck Snowden in the buttocks before going through him and killing Roundtree, who was sitting on a couch behind Snowden. Wow. Police recovered a pistol from the home outside a partially open window 15 minutes after the shooting, believed to have been in Snowden's possession. The police chief says it's a very unfortunate, tragic incident that happened. Unfortunately, that person who was just sitting there was killed by a bullet fired at someone who was attempting to use deadly force against police officers. So this uh, wasn't even the person who opened the door that he right. shot? No. No, no he shot no. him, He too. shot at I mean, the guy the who, one who, who came to the door, but the yeah, bullet went, went through, through his through buttocks him. and hit the guy, hit Roundtree, who was killed. The problem here, again, is the BS. How are you firing into a home? And then you shoot him in the butt. So how do you shoot it? But no, but you're firing. No, it, it no, no but you're firing his... into oh, okay. a home. Okay, right. Like there yeah. was no. And it looked dark. But how are you? But how are you? It's, it's not about the firing darkness. into it's a not... home. Right. Like my he... thing is also, if you are that afraid, why didn't you why call you... for backup? Why do why you, have you have identify that job yourself if you are afraid? But why no. do you identify How about yourself, this? Though? How about you get on your police department speaker? This is San Antonio Police Department. I need every occupant in the house to step outside. I'm probably not coming to the door with a gun at that point. But right. at least but, I know but, who but, you but, are. but also, again, right. you are, I'm inside my house. I have the right to say who, who the hell you? is pulling on my door. Right. Absolutely. And if I got a gun, I got a gun to protect myself. It doesn't matter if you're a cop. 
Right. It doesn't matter. You don't get, just like the woman in Billings, Montana, mm -hmm. you don't get just to walk in my crib because mm -hmm. you a cop. Right. 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 And he didn't even have the opportunity to walk in. He literally was just well, at outside. the door. The door still closed. He shot through the door. And the cop said it was accidental. How the hell is it accidental if I pull my gun and I'm firing into a door at somebody in the house? And then runs away as if somebody's chasing you. And he and probably... And then talks about the dog. And he probably had the gun drawn the entire time. That's what I'm saying. Because well, he lifted that gun up really quickly. He ain't yeah, it was out of the holster, I'm pretty sure. He had it out of the, the I holster. thought it was like this. I you thought know? he was in this position. It was like the flashlight gun underneath. Perhaps. Yeah. And, and, you and know, perhaps, like he yeah. didn't even give anybody any According time. According to San Antonio Express News, again, this took place in October 2018. They keep trying to make the argument, oh, the house was known to sell drugs. It does not matter. It doesn't matter. It does not matter if you say that they've known to sell drugs. The reality is you have the right to sit in your house mm -hmm. with the door open and with a screen door, and you don't have the right as a cop to come to, one, try to open my door, mm -hmm. because here's the first piece. Did you have a warrant? Mm -hmm. Right. If you did not have a warrant, then you should not be trying to pull on the door, and if you did have a warrant, you still have to you, announce You still that. have to right. Now, you have some no-knock warrants. But did you have a warrant? No. They, they got they a call. Do a no knock raid with one person. I'm not but right. like, the, point is, the point is, they got a call saying there was some disturbance. But the problem here, again, black person dead. And again, I don't care. Let me be real clear. I don't care if they have a criminal record. I don't care what their history is. You have a right to sit in a house and you have a right to have a gun. By now, your side, if right. you wanted to. You do. The now, if this, person, if this person was a felon and shouldn't have been carrying a gun, That's a different whole story. different deal. Right. But still, if somebody's rolling up to my crib and I'm packing, I'm probably going to carry my, grab my gun. Yo, who the hell is that outside? What's up, Slim? And he probably, <laughs> to, to be honest, they said he was reaching for it. He probably reached for it because he saw him holding right. the okay. gun. Okay, first of all, no. of course I'm going to reach for it right. if I got a bright-ass light right. shining through and I don't know who it is. Right. I'm going to probably, yes, reach for my gun like, who the hell is this? Right. But something that you actually said in, in the report, he said likely. or so, so he didn't even know whether this person had a gun. It was like he likely had the gun. At least that's what I heard you read. Officer Casanova saw a handgun on SP2's waistband and told SP2 to show his hands. At this point, SP2 ignored Officer Casanova's commands and continued to remove his handgun from his waistband. That's a damn lie. So within that no, two that's, seconds that's period. A damn, right. Hold up. That's a damn lie. Play the video. I can't watch it. Play, that's a damn lie. And listen. Within that short period of time that he came to the door, we're probably talking about all of 10 seconds. It seemed like that whole conversation went before the guy was dead. If that. Because yeah, I, I saw him, he stood up, 
He stood up, obviously, with a gun. He probably stood up with a gun by his side or something. The cop but the lied. idea that the cop, the cop was lied. literally no, shooting through. You see in that through. video that he didn't have anything on his person yet. He was standing with his hands by his side mm. in the shadow. Yeah, see, I didn't so know it's if he like had that. Yeah. He drew for what? But he still shot into, he killed, oh, no. he shot no he point. Shot into the house. At no point <laughs> did you hear that cop say, don't pull your weapon out. Identify yourself at a minimum. At no Anything. point. At no, you, you, at no point that you. At a minimum. The chief is lying, the officer is lying, and the city is lying. And again, I'm reading all these stories, and I'm reading about how well known drug house. I do not care. And in fact, here's what's interesting. We, it was a case we had, it was a case out of Georgia that dealt with the death penalty. And I remember we had one of the attorneys on the show, and they were trying to keep his brother from being put to death. And, and Tom Joyner said, well, you know, did, did the guy do it? The, the, guy, the guy was guilty of the crime. And he said, well, you know, you know, we probably more willing to fight for somebody who didn't do it. And this is what the lawyer said. The lawyer said, no, Tom. He said, where most of our laws have been deemed unconstitutional, it was when somebody actually did it. See, the problem that I think a lot of us have, and I guarantee you there's some people right now, who are watching right now who are saying, well, I mean, y'all defending, if you read the story, dude had a long criminal record and they were known to sell drugs. It doesn't matter because you have the right to sit in your home and not be killed by cops. You have, cops must identify themselves no matter what the house is. That's why there's a thing called the United States Constitution. That's why you simply can't just strip search somebody. You can't just shake them down. You can't just pull them over uh, hoping they have a warrant just to be able to search their car. No, you can't do those things. The rights of people exist whether or not you're somebody who has done nothing or whether you have a criminal history. In this case, there's no way that this cop should not have been charged with murder because that's exactly what this was. I agree. And I'll tell you this, I never heard of a trap house that leaves the door open. <laughs> right. You know, just, just keeping it <laughs> yes. real with you. Like, if you if you trapped it, you want to keep the door closed because you don't want robbery or any other thing like that. It was that. at night. And Two people aren't just chilling happen. in a trap house either. I, I just, I, I just, I'm just, I, what we're seeing, folks, what we're seeing is, what, what, is, is bothersome because what we have to understand is it keeps happening to us. I played this video uh, earlier. It was on, um, it was uh, um, on, I believe, was it T.I.'s page? Uh, I think I played it. This video also made its rounds. Henry, go to my iPad. The, the same video here. Shut your car. You want to shoot me? Got a gun. Where? Gun. Where? Shut the car. Where? Where? My hand in the air. Shut the car. Shut. No, nah, I ain't. Hey, come shut the car off. I ain't moving my hand. If he trying to shoot me. He trying to shoot me. Shut the car. You? No, nah, I ain't moving. No, my hand in the air. Shut the car. My hand in the air. 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 They hear it's at Midland Heights. My hand in the air. My hand in the air. All you had to do is drive up. What's what I was doing? What was I doing? 
What was I doing? My hands in the air. My hands in the air. Shoot me. you comply with the shoot, lawful shoot order. Me. My hands in I'm the air. I'm not going to shoot you, but you're not going to move those hands. My hands in the air. My hands in the air. You tell me to shut my car off so you can shoot me. Come on now. All right. Okay. I want y'all shut the car off. Mm -hmm. 40 seconds later, you're not going to move your hands. There you go. Shut. <laughs> he said what? It. He said it. He Homeboy's said it. right. No, I ain't not touching anything. nothing. And if right. you continue to watch the video, at some point he takes the guy's arm and just pulls it back, to, pulls it through because he's his arm is through the window. So he literally pulls his arm back as he's sitting in the car. So he has one hand recording and he pulls the guy's arms back outside of the window of the car. And so that's why when he opens it, the guy's arm is still through the window because he did right. No, I'm not turning off, I'm not turning off the car. He was in the, seemed like he was in the passenger seat, was it? And he's telling him to reach over. No, and turn off, bro, like, no, you ain't shooting me not and then that. claiming yeah. I was reaching for a gun. No, it's he not, said, no, hands gonna stay right here. It's not happening. This is the reality for black people in this country. Sure. And even, so when white folks say, well, why didn't you just comply? That brother right there said, no, I'm not going to comply with your lawful <laughs> order because yeah, right. that might get me killed. Exactly. Right. And, and those are the type, those are the things that we need to be mindful of. You know, a situation like this, you know, this, we, we don't know what led up to it, but the guy's literally in his car. I mean, I watched it. I generally don't watch these type of videos, but I watched it and I was saying to myself, wow. I mean, if I, cause I, if I were in that position, I literally would do the same thing that the guy did. Nope, not going to turn off the car. And he, and the guy tells the other officer, the guy who was in the car tells the other officer, no, you need to come turn off the car because I'm not right, turning right. off the car. Mm -hmm. Like right. the fact that he, that, that we, you know, we are seen as threats. We are seen, right. black men are seen as threats and our women are seen as threats. There's another video I'm trying to find where this officer has his gun drawn and this guy same thing. The brother's like, why are you pointing your gun at me, dude? Right. What? He's in the passenger side. I mean, and, and, and again, for people out there who, who love to just say, you know, again, you should just comply. No, the reality is Terrence Crutcher was walking slowly, had his hands up, right. uh, and still got shot and killed because uh, uh, Betty, whatever her name is, she panicked. The other cops, nobody else shot except her. Right. right. Okay. Not a taser, but you shot to kill, and that's the problem. Because you can't you can't rebound from death. John right. Crawford, the guy I think you can't in right Walmart. in Walmart, yeah, yeah. Uh, Beaver Creek, Ohio. John Crawford the yeah. third. You can't come yeah. back from death in a place that sold. This guns, ain't Lazarus. He was walking around with a gun in a place right. that sold guns. He was walking. And it around wasn't with real. It was a BB gun, right? Yeah. And oh, and this is and this is what well, I explain to people. This is what it, this is what it means to be black in America when you're dealing with these cops. And that's why, to me, it's absolutely sick when you have these nutty police officers out here uh, like the ones yeah. uh, in Baltimore. Folks, the Baltimore Police Department came under fire on social media this weekend after a post calling some young people criminals after they arrested several people while responding to a large gathering at the Inner Harbor. Union President Sergeant Mike Mancuso tweeted, quote, to our officers at Harbor tonight, protect each other and don't fall into the trap if they are only kids. Some are criminals. Keep the current policies and consent decree in mind. If ordered to arrest, put the name of the on-scene commander in all reporting. In a Facebook post, the American Civil Liberties Union of Maryland responded to that statement, saying it was unacceptable. Again, that's what you're dealing with 
when you talk about police officers in this country and we're supposed to somehow say, oh no, everything is good, everything is well, we really shouldn't say anything. Well, guess what? That's why we focus on this show and we say what needs to be said. All right, folks, time for us to go. Go, go. you want to make a comment? Oh, yeah, I do. And why is it that it's the ACLU, it's Roland Martin, it's other people that have to call this out? Where are all these good apples? Where are the good police officers? Oh, yeah, officers? look at those good apples. Where are the good apples who are supposed to be calling this out and saying this is unacceptable? Yeah, where well, well, the, well, the pro-lifers? Right. Well, right. right. But I'll just exactly. add very quickly, though. I generally don't think that it's a good idea for any officials to use this type of language because it's hot. I, I said the same thing when Bar Barack Obama called the, uh, the people in Baltimore thugs. So it's, it's that Absolutely. same mindset. It's not, yeah, even sure. though, you know, white people, you know, we can say what we want to say about them, but when Barack Obama made those comments calling those kids in Baltimore I'm not sure thugs, how Barack Obama got into the conversation, well, but yeah, what yeah, I will say because is because that... It, because I'm not he, because saying, black, I'm not saying white them. officers or black because officers. Because it's I'm how he views them generally. So it crosses, as far as I know, we focus a lot on, well, this is how white people 60% of, of the Baltimore Barack Police Obama Department is black. Right, so but Barack Obama had... made those statements about the guy, so... In regards to the tweet, when he mentioned the consent decree, I just wanted to know, it, what are we, like three, four years out since the consent decree came down? <laughs> what exactly has the Baltimore Department done? And, and I don't even and, know what he was saying, advocate. Yeah, he was just like... Now, well, now, what he was, what what, now, what he was saying is put the commander's name down because you don't want to get uh, in trouble in the consent yeah, decree. Well, first of all, it's the Fraternal Order Police. That's no shock. All right, folks, going to go to break. We come back. We're going to talk Senator Bernie Sanders in charter schools. We'll be back on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Just a moment. You want to check out Roland Martin Unfiltered? YouTube.com forward slash Roland S. Martin. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's only one daily digital show out here that keeps it black and keep it real. It's Roland Martin Unfiltered. See that name right there? Roland Martin Unfiltered. Like, share, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's YouTube.com forward slash Roland S. Martin. And don't forget to turn on your notifications so when we go live, you'll know it. Hey guys, they're back. MarijuanaStock.org has another great investment opportunity. If you were lucky enough to invest in their last crowdfunding campaign, you know they raised a lot of money in just a few months investing in legal marijuana farms. Those initial investors now own shares of a publicly traded company, and they are certainly on fire. Now, last time, of course, many of you missed this, and now here's an opportunity. They have a new investment opportunity that is as good, if not even better, than the last one. I'm talking about industrial hemp CBD. For those who don't know, the hemp plant is a cousin to marijuana with a much higher concentration of CBD, which means hemp CBD gives you all of the medical benefits uh, of marijuana without getting you high. Now, until recently, hemp farming was practically illegal in the U.S. and heavily regulated by the DEA. However, the 2018 Farm Bill recently passed Congress making it legal to grow hemp CBD in the U.S. and creating one of the largest commodities worldwide. Now, folks, they need land to grow all of the plants. This makes for an incredible investment opportunity. That's where our good friends at 420 Real Estate come in. Their business model is simple. They buy land that supports hemp CBD grow operations and lease it to licensed high-paying tenants. That's right. They are hemp CBD landlords. 
and you can get in on the action. Now, you can invest in this crowdfunding campaign for as little as $500 up to $10,000. Like I said, uh, you cannot miss out on this opportunity. You should invest by going to marijuanastock.org. That's marijuanastock.org. You can get in the game and you can do it now. All right, folks, tomorrow I'm going to be in Philadelphia uh, for our school choice is the Black Choice Town Hall uh, taking place uh, at uh, one of the charter schools in Philadelphia. We previously have been in Atlanta as well as Indianapolis. And it's real interesting because uh, it is, it's amazing to me the level of attention that is focused on charter schools. But here's why I think it's, but it's the most dumbest thing in the world. Charter schools literally make up 10% of all public school students which means that 90% of all kids in America who go to public schools go to traditional public schools. Yet how is the conversation all about charters? I keep making the argument. So 10% of the schools have created the funding problem for the other 90%? That is truly stuck on stupid. Last week, I interviewed Senator, Senator Bernie Sanders because uh, he came out with his particular plan dealing with education uh, where he wants to get rid of for-profit charter schools. They only make up about 15% of all uh, public charter school students. The rest, folks, are non-profit charter schools. And the National Alliance of Public Charter Schools, uh, we want to talk to them about this. So joining us is Amy Wilkins, Sr., Vice President of Advocacy at the National Alliance for Public Charter Schools. So, um... Um, this is what still it still bugs me because the problem that I have is how are ten percent how is how did ten percent become the problem for the ninety? It's not the problem for the ninety. Our school districts are stressed. They are underfunded. They need help. Their results for kids, particularly African American kids and Latino kids, aren't what they should be. But it isn't the fault of charter schools. And so when I so when I hear the phrase, oh my God, they're draining money, okay? And I have and I have these debates with people on social media all the time. And I have to keep reminding them that when they come when they say that charters are draining money from public schools, charters are public schools. schools. So this idea that they, that that they're taking money, it's nonsensical. Also, I think most people have no idea what the hell they're talking about because one, there's this assumption that um, charters are getting all this money when in fact charters actually get less yes. per pupil than traditional schools. Right. Yeah, when, you know, when a family moves out of a school district to move, you know, to go to a better school, if I moved out of D.C. so my son could go to school in Montgomery County, they, D.C. would lose that same money too, right? But if I stay in place and find another school in the public school system, just like if I left my church and went to another church in the same diocese, I leave the church, I take my pledge with me. Okay, you know? hold on, hold on. I don't want you to, I want you to run past that. Because okay. again, this is what I think people don't understand. It stays, the money when, stays in the system, is what if, I'm saying. If, if there is a child that is in the Chicago public school mm -hmm. system, and that family moved to the south suburbs, that money is allocated per pupil, does not stay in the Chicago public school system, it goes to the suburban area. Exactly. Um, but it's a totally different school district. Right. Yet, if a child in the Chicago public school Precisely. system goes to a charter school in the Chicago public school it system, stays in the, the money school stays system. in the Chicago public school system. Exactly. 
Exactly. Okay, I just want I just because I because again, yeah. that's what amazes me whenever we have this discussion. And so when I talk when I talked to Senator Bernie Sanders, um, he did say that he supports nonprofit charters. That's but then, great. But then he mentioned, of course, he wants transparency and some other things. But his distinction was that he was against for-profit charter schools. Well, he has to take that up with the state of Arizona because the state of Arizona is the only state in the 50 where a for-profit entity can hold a charter. So you can go out and talk to the people in Arizona and, you know, so that's, leave so the wait, rest so, of us alone. So the, oh, no, but hold on, but, but okay, but that, okay, that's, but, so, but, 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 but you, but you have something like K-12, which, uh, which, which is a for The online. Online, which is a for-profit entity, but they run operations uh, they have students that are all over. Yeah, and we've been working, and that really is a state-level issue. Um, Senator Sherrod Brown raised that in Congress, and, as well as Patty Murray. Um, and both have agreed, and I think the, the way the laws work, it is a state-level issue. And my organization is working to curb or eliminate those those entities where they are doing kids a disservice. And the and, and the thing is, so I love this here because uh, we got we got somebody here, uh, which is pretty funny. Uh, I Robot 107A. Roland Martin is being paid by charter school libraries. His show is broadcast from charter school offices. This is bad journalism. Well, actually, we actually pay for the office space. <laughs> we pay for the office space. Got him. And see, <laughs> like, literally, pay for it. Oh, my gosh. All of it. Every month. No charity. Pay for it. Just so. You can stop lying. And here's the deal. This is like, oh, you don't disclose. Oh, I've been very clear and open and transparent. Anybody can Google me. Am I on the board of 50CAN? Yep. Was I previously on the board of Students First? Yep. And your point, will I advocate uh, for charter schools? Damn right. Why? Because I want black people to be in charge of the education of black children and this is what gets me, Doc. I hear all these black folks. Oh, also, while all y'all out there hating on charter schools, can y'all name me how many HBCUs in America have a charter school? Mm. So for all y'all who love HBCUs, why don't y'all go Dog Howard, mm. <laughs> which has a charter school? Am I correct, Amy? You're correct, but also most of us don't hate charter schools. When you look at the polling data, 58% of African-Americans support African-American voters support right. charter schools. When you go to millennial African-Americans... That's, that's low data. We did the poll yeah. at TV1. We did the poll out of TV1. Yeah. More than 70% right, I, of African-American parents said they were sending their kid to a charter school, and more than 70% of black parents said, I will take a voucher. Doc, this is simple, because black parents are the ones on the front line looking at their kids saying, I'm tired of my kid going to a failing school. Yep. Bro, I, I'm not, I'm definitely not against charter schools. Um, I think I, I just was looking at uh, what Bernie Sanders was, was calling for, and it seemed pretty reasonable to me. But I, I think, you know, as far as uh, charter schools, the ones that produce, uh, you know, good results, I'm, I'm all for it. You know, I, I have nothing against that. You know, uh, Malcolm X said only a fool would let his enemy uh, educate his children. I'm not saying anybody's anyone's enemy, but certainly if black charter schools are going to educate black children, 
I, I have no issue with that. Amy, the issue that I have is that, is that, first of all, literally the level of ignorance of people who have no idea about charters. One of the things you will hear is um, that there's, there's no accountability. First of all, education in America is not federal. Exactly. It's actually state, just actually local. So you have state laws. So when somebody tells me you have no accountability of charters, that's a lie. In Texas, you have a charter school. You have three years, three years to get your numbers to an acceptable level or they shut you down. Three years. I know of some traditional schools that have been failing black kids for 30 years and they're still in existence. Y'all, that's the law in Texas. There are other states where they have... It's not just Texas. I mean, that is the condition under which charter schools are set up in every state. It's not necessarily three years. But if you don't meet the conditions of your charter, you are shut down. That is the ultimate accountability. I went to a public school here in D.C., and in third grade, I couldn't read, right? I could not read. That school is still, I'm 60 years old, you know, that school is still undereducating black kids in this city. If it were a charter school, it would have been shut years and years and years ago. Malik, what Malik Kelly, here's what also gets me, because this is what just, it angers me to no end that you have folks who fight for failure. They also believe that money is the answer to this issue when they haven't even bothered to ask, how is the money allocated? Mm -hmm. For instance, if you're in a school district and it's 10,000 per pupil, all 10,000 does not go to the education of the child. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. About 70 plus percent actually goes towards administration mm-hmm. and is paying for other things that have nothing to do with education. But see, that's the BS that folks have fallen for. Yeah, it's, it's a big misinformation campaign. And I think it's the fact that it's become political. So, you know, you have people, you know, um, the Republicans are generally more supportive of charter schools and school choice. And then on the other opposite end, you have um, unions where Democrats are more supportive of unions. And then Republicans wage this misinformation campaign when talking about things like unions. But, but hold up, hold up, hold up. I need you to unpack that because, see, Amy, this is part of the problem. Kelly wanted to bring you in as well because, see, see, folks don't want to deal with transparency. Mm-hmm. What you have on the left, you're absolutely right. Unions are the biggest, teachers' unions, the biggest, one of the biggest financial supporters of Democrats who largely oppose charters, which is kind of stupid because the American Federation of Teachers has a charter school. Yeah, they do. In New York. I, I'm sorry, that yeah. makes no sense. I didn't yeah. even know that. So, yes, yeah. they have a charter school in New York City, but they're post charters. Hello. So, that's what you have. Now, Malik, there are some nefarious people on the right who only support school choice yeah. because they want to see unions shut down. Mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. so as somebody who's in the movie, I've challenged those white conservatives. Why are you here? Mm-hmm. Because if you're here trying to pimp black and brown kids, for your political purposes, get the hell out. Right. For me, this is about education. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. And so you got to call out folks' motives. And there are Democrats mm-hmm. who are in support of school choice. Mm-hmm. You have Democrats for aid reform. Shavar Jeffries leads that. So that exists. So we, so when we talk about transparency and accountability, we got to always say, what are your motives as to why you are in this? Let me just enter one other thing into it. There's a study 
from Berkeley a couple years ago that said that charters don't produce better results. That's my only issue with charters. There's a lot of evidence that says that they don't necessarily, and not only that, when you talk about attrition, and this is what Bernie Sanders was asking for, was just transparency on your attrition rates. Right. And the people, you know, charters also yeah. kick kids out that are problems. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so now, now let me unpack that. Let me okay. unpack that. Amy, Amy, go ahead. Well, I think I think a couple things. Um, most of the evidence, charters are a mixed bag. Like, there are some very good charter schools, there are some mediocre charter schools, and there's some charter schools that should go away. On the whole, the evidence that we have, and the soundest evidence, is a study that was done a couple of years ago by the Center for Education Reform, which showed that in urban settings, black kids and Latino kids in English language and um, mathematics gain more days than their peers in the district-operated schools. So in general, our kids do do better in these schools. But the thing about, the, and that's really important to me, because what I want is for African-American and Latino kids to do better in school than they are. Um, but the other thing about charter schools is it gives families choices, right? When when you are affluent, you've got a lot of choices about where to send you your can kids. Pick, you can pack up and move. Yeah, right. but, but if you are low income, what charter schools do, you know, in um, in Minnesota, there's Hip Hop High, right? Where, the, the, you know, that Prince helped found, and that gives, that is a kind of education that most people wouldn't have access to if it weren't a charter school. Here in D.C., you have Washington Latin, so a, a family could pick mm -hmm. a classical education for mm -hmm. their kids. You know, affluent people have all all these choices for their kids. I want to be sure that all those choices are high quality, but I want to be sure that your income and your race don't limit your choice. And I want to strengthen the public school system. And what charter schools are are health are a part of a healthy education ecosystem. He, he, here's what I find to be very interesting, uh, Kelly. Whenever we had this conversation, right. magnet schools have been around for more than 30 years. Yeah. Yes, magnet schools are specialized schools. Mm -hmm. There are people who I deal with, they say, oh, um, uh, yeah, they have lotteries, but charters can pick who they want. Mm -mm. I don't To everybody who's watching. Mm -mm. I went to Jack Yates High School, traditional public high school in Houston, Magnus School of Communications. Guess what that meant? I had to apply mm -hmm. to get into Yates Magnus School of Communications, yeah. which means somebody got rejected. Right. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting is, folks, especially some of the black people, and I would love for the black people sitting here commenting on YouTube and Facebook and Periscope, I would love for them to explain to me how they criticize charters by saying they're selective when it's a lottery system and they're not. But then say nothing about the plethora of magnet schools in America where you have to apply to get in. Not only that, but I grew up here in D.C., and I had to apply to public schools here in D.C. to get out of my district of um, the middle school that I was zoned to because it was an underperforming school. I had to apply to get into a, a public school, a straight DCPS, non-magnet public school, just so that I could have an education at the same par as my uh, white counterparts. And here's, well, so the, here's the issue with study, Jason. Here's the issue, my issue with studies. You, I could pull any study to show you Anything. traditional schools and, and charter schools. Here's what the reality is. There are traditional schools that are doing great jobs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My philosophy is study them, replicate them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There are charter schools that are doing a great job. Keep them, study replicated. 
they can coexist at the same time. Mm -hmm. The problem I have is when you have traditional schools that are failing mm -hmm. and black people are being told, wait, the 10-year plan is coming. And if your kid's in the fifth grade, they're only there seven more years, so a uh, 10-year plan will be a little too late. But then you also have, and this is what I told the white folks in the A reform movement, there are charter schools that are abysmal, that have no business being open mm -hmm. and should be shut down. Mm -hmm. I can't accept failure. Mm -hmm. The problem I have is the people who want to limit, like in California right now, limit the successful charters by saying, oh, it's bad because a school district uh, is underfunded. No, because y'all are trying to manage your money. Right. And you ain't got a $35 million shortfall because 500 kids left. Right. No, you got a shortfall for some other reasons. That's the issue that I have when we have this conversation. No, I, I, and I agree with you. I, I think we're, for the most part, in agreement. Um, my, and, and the only thing that I would disagree with that you said earlier was when you said that people on the left don't criticize uh, the way uh, public schools are right now. I no, mean, that's not what I said. You know, if you if you look no, at no, what people have been saying about Stuyvesant and and what you know the things that are going on in New York City and the way that no black no no kids no are those are the, no those are the those there, there's been no 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 no, of no 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 first of all those are no 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 first of all those schools in New York are deemed elite schools. Right. Those just like in Houston we had called pros called Vanguard. Okay, that's what those schools are. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about you have districts where you have 20, 30, 40 magnet schools, but where it's become accepted. And what people say is, well, well, the magnet school, they're under the school board, so there's still control over it. I, about the, so I, I, Plenty of critiques for magnet schools, too. But, uh, that's but, a segregated but, school within a school. Yeah, yeah. but, yeah, but, here's, yeah. but here's the piece, though. Okay, so then, then what do you do? How do you, how do you, how do you then create, how do you create career-driven schools if you don't have some form of process, Booker T. Washington High School in Houston has an, is an engineering magnet school. You have to take a rigorous test to get in. Why? Because they're trying to produce engineers. Yeah, but you, everybody can't go if you don't. If you're not proficient in math and sciences, you can't pass the test because guess what? You're probably not going to be a successful engineer. And guess what? Prairie View A&M, mm -hmm. Texas A&M, and those schools that want those black uh, engineering, they go right to Booker T. Washington because they are producing what they want. black engineers mm -hmm. at not in from nine through twelve without that school. And, well, and, and no leg up. And, and you were right. And we, we talked about. I think this is part of that misinformation misinformation campaign from vested interests, those who don't, who are opposed to charters. You and just those who support. Well, yeah. You, and you just mentioned data. You know, talking about just the number of us. You know, black people in general who support things like charter and school choice. Their, their numbers are high here in D.C. You know, parents have to participate in a lottery. Mm -hmm. where they may have five or six or seven different schools that they simply just throw their child's name in a bag and hopefully they get put, you have to get put on a waiting list. You have to get put on a waiting list and you may end up on at number 70 New on York one City, list. there are 20 plus yeah. thousand families on a waiting list wow. to get into um, um, the top charter school. So how can you no, not have choice? Twenty thousand. There are five million um, kids around the country whose wow. parents would prefer to enroll them in a charter school if there were space. Kelly, the, the thing that again, what 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 is just it, it is killing me is that our kids mm -hmm. are the ones getting screwed. Because you have a situation where it's the one. The topic is really polarizing, but on those two 
uh, poles, you have these vested interests and neither of them really are in the best interests of our children. So we need to come to a conclusion where we meet in the middle mm -hmm. and see... Actually, go ahead, go ahead. No, like, we need to meet in the middle and we need to see what's working for both, both, like, just straight public schools and straight charter schools Is, and just, yeah. you know, come to a conclusion where we can actually create schools in both categories that'll be beneficial so, for our children. Here's the deal here. Here's the deal thing? here. Oh. I'm not meeting in the middle. No, 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 no. I'm not meeting you in the middle. You should have choice. No, right. no, no, no. Let me be real clear. I'm not meeting in the middle. I am only, I only give a damn about children. What works for kids. I only give a damn about what works for kids. In this city, Washington, D.C., again, for all y'all folks who want to comment, please answer this. In Washington, D.C., Oh my God, if you have these charters, it's the death knell of the school system. Mm -hmm. right. right now, right. in Washington, D.C., half of the district mm -hmm. are traditional schools, mm -hmm. half are charters. Still exists. Hasn't died, hasn't been killed, has, oh my goodness. No, they coexist. Why can't we have, and I, and I, because I say this too, and again, people get mad at me because we talk about, you talk about private and public. There's a reality. We have state university, you teach at a state university. Mm -hmm. You coexist in a state with private colleges. You coexist with HBCUs, University of Maryland. Now, granted, you got the lawsuit going on there, Larry Hogan, damn that $100 million settlement you want to give. It should be $2 billion. Uh, to the HBCUs. <laughs> but the problem that I have again is we act as if there's only one delivery system right. to educate a child when we literally have a nation where there's traditional public, there's charter, mm -hmm. there's magnet, there's homeschool, there's mm -hmm. online school, there are technical schools. There are multiple ways, but when we are trying to control it, oh no, 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 bad idea. So That's I, the issue I have. So. Again, I, I'm, I'm not in disagreement. My only thing, again, is so I, I did a little bit of work with Kipu Moja, which is in, in Baltimore, mm -hmm. in, the, uh, in the Park Heights area, mm -hmm. food desert, uh, low-income community, um, and shout out to Park Heights. Now, the issue there that I saw was that it was, it was an amazing school. It had amazing administrators. It had amazing teachers. And they literally set up a trauma center, which was given, you know, uh, staffed by people from Johns Hopkins. Johns Hopkins right. helped, helped them. They had, you know, nurses and doctors and things like right. that for on staff, uh, psychologists. And the question is, how come we are be we've been unable to have those kinds of things in, in public school? Well, no, no, no. And now, now no, again, no, no, I'm, no, no, I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming the charter school. No, no, They're no. doing the right not thing. Not how come? Right. They're doing the right thing. Not how I'm come? Saying we we need be, to have that. We should be shifting to the black-run school board saying, "Why haven't you done it?" See, right, right, this, right. but this or, is what happens. Why haven't we developed that that kind of relationship? But right. But here's what happens. What happens is it leads to no. Shut them down. Stop. Shut them down. But because, that's not my argument. No, 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 I know that. But I'm talking about, I've that's heard all these arguments. Happens. It literally, right. shut them down right. so we can do it. I'm going, wait a minute, why can't that exist 
and you do it over here. Everywhere where there are kids. But they have and just replicate. That's what I don't understand. Amy, go ahead. No, that is one of the points of charter schools is charter schools are supposed to be nimble or supposed to be able to respond to the needs of the communities in which they're located. And then it is, you know, we develop the model, we show you the model, we work the kinks out. Then you have an easier path. You district operated school because we did all the sort of beta work on it. Now here we show it to you. You, it is on the school district to say, oh yeah, that works. Let's do it. And guess what, folks? This is real simple. This is real simple. If a traditional school is killing it, there will not be a need for a charter school. Mm-hmm. See, that's what it boils cool. down to. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can sit here mm-hmm. and holler all we want to, but people are filling a void because of what is failing. Right. And again, we can sit here and we can run down every single problem. We can say they have not been funded from day one. We can talk about racism. We can talk about classism. We can talk about everything in the world. But at the end of the day, if you got a black kid who's sitting in an elementary school and, and that ele- elementary school has an F, when you're dealing with schools where I was in Selma, let me help y'all out. I was in Selma. The first black woman who was an athletic director at a Division I program, she said the test scores in Selma are so bad, I would not authorize my scouts to even come recruit your athletes because they likely wouldn't be able to pass the test. Wow. 4% of black kids in the state of Alabama were proficient reading and math level. Four. Guess what? They ain't have charter schools. Two. <laughs> Until three years ago. And guess how many? Ch- so again, for all y'all out there, okay, since y'all want to talk about data and studies, three years the law has been passed in Alabama. They have fought like cats and dogs to keep charters from opening. And Amy, how many charters in Alabama? There's, I think, two opening in the fall. <laughs> yeah. That's a disgrace. Two. That means the massive failure in that whole state, who you gonna blame it on? Mm-hmm. Can't blame it on charters. Mm-hmm. It's only two in the whole state. Right. That's it. They only been there in the last three years. I was there two years ago and they only had one. Mm-hmm. So who you gonna blame it on? So what the hell are we supposed to tell the black kids in Alabama? I'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wait. What if we should tell the black parents in Alabama? Mm-hmm. Yet we are sitting here getting caught up in this BS. No. Except for success, say enough to failure. That's what we should be doing. Amy, we appreciate it. Thanks a bunch, Thank folks. Again, so tomorrow much. we'll be in Philadelphia. Uh, looking forward to it. We'll actually be broadcasting from there as well. So we'll be live streaming the event. Uh, it is free up to the public. Guy, kill the music. I got one more story. I'm not going just there yet. Uh, and so I'm going to read for you the location. Uh, again, it's going to be at uh, Mastery Charter School. Mastery Charter School, Shoemaker Campus, 5301 Media Street in Philadelphia. Uh, We have, of course, uh, we have our information tables from 530 to 6. 
The panel will be from 6 to 8. Dr. Steve Perry will be joining me for a one-on-one -on -one conversation as well. And then we'll have uh, more of our uh, information after that. So, again, we'll be, we'll be broadcasting from there 6 to 8 tomorrow answering those questions. Got to give a shout-out right now, folks, uh, to Lonnie Bunch. He, of course, is the brother who lived the building the National Museum of African American History and Culture. He's the founding director. Well, guess what? He has a huge new job. He has been named the 14th Secretary of the Smithsonian Institution. That means that Lonnie Bunch will now oversee 19 museums, 21 libraries, the National Zoo, numerous research centers, and several education units and centers as well. And so big congratulations to Lonnie Bunch. Folks, also on Saturday, French director, French Singalese director, um, Mati Diop became the first black female director to win an award in the Cannes Film Festival 72-year history. She also was the first black woman to ever have a film accepted for competition at the festival. She took home the Grand Prix Award, which is the equivalent of a silver third place prize for her film, Atlantics. The movie is a, is a set in Singalese uh, that combines social consciousness with the supernatural and a tale of sexual politics among young migrants. And so the sister is doing well. All right, folks, all you who are members of our Bring the Funk fan club, uh, here's what we got. Uh, if you are a member, we can go, guys, go ahead and pull it up, please. Uh, you can go to uh, the website right now and you can get uh, your discount to all the books that we have, of course. Uh, my book, the first, President Barack Obama's Road to the White House. Also, my wife's book, Call Fulfilled, The Art and Joy of Balanced Living, as well as my uh, spirit faith-based book, Listen to the Spirit Within. You can get all three of those books uh, on our website. Uh, and again, if you are a member of the Bring the Funk fan club, you should already have your code. If you don't, that means you ain't a member. And so what you should do is you should, of course, uh, go to uh, RolandMartinUnfiltered.com uh, to join our Bring the Funk fan club. And again, uh, the discount code is only for members of the fan club. You should have gotten an email. Uh, if you have not gotten one, shoot me an email. We also double check that. Uh, the discount for all of our uh, fan club members is 10% uh, on all of those books. And you can, of course, apply that at, disc at the discount code uh, when you check out. So go to, again, RolandSMartin.com uh, forward slash shop, RolandSMartin.com forward slash shop uh, for you to purchase those books. And again, you don't have to be a member of the fan club. Love the Bottles books as well. Every book that we sell through the website, personally autographed uh, by the authors. And so you definitely want to get your copy. All right, folks, uh, we got to go. I'm going to see you guys uh, again from Philadelphia tomorrow. We'll be back in D.C. Uh, on Thursday. All right. You have a great one. Holla! BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. 
This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.